Steven Seagal and ex-MP George Galloway seen playing tug-of-war with a liger at Dubai Zoo. Vanilla Ice reveals he hung out with drug lord Pablo Escobar many, many times as they bonded over love of boats and cars, but had no idea he was the ruthless cartel leader because he didn't have Google. Demi Lovato kisses fiancé Jutes and shows off incredible diamond ring as she shares loved up snaps from their engagement. Hello and welcome to a very special festive episode of Barely Contained, the celebrity journalism podcast that waits until the holly and the ivy are both fully grown before pitching their heights as an exclusive to the Express Online. I'm Chris Beckett and I'm joined as ever by Matt Withers. Matt, ho, ho, ho. how the devil are you? I'm uh, I'm very ho, good. Ho, ho. <laughs> I'm very good. I'm feeling very festive. A Merry Christmas to uh, to you and your kin, Chris, and indeed to the listeners and uh, all their various kin and brethren. Yes, let's let's give it out to the kin. <laughs> <laughs> More kin. Um, so, Matt, I think we've got uh, you know a handful of very festive stories. Um, but what I wanted to start off with uh, today is um, perhaps a touch of the bizarre. <laughs> yes. Now, this is a story uh, in the Daily Mirror online. And the headline is Stephen Seagal and ex-MP George Galloway seen playing tug of war with a liger at Dubai Zoo. Wow. OK, <laughs> this sounds like something that could have been generated in some sort of game where you actually were to pluck out two celebrities, um, an activity they might be doing, the animal they'd be doing it with, and a place. Yes, I mean, it, it does have, you know, a kind of squid game, Takeshi's Castle, <laughs> Taskmaster vibe to it. But yeah. uh, no, it, it seems to have a, a, a really quite worrying air of legitimacy. Yes, uh, it, it does appear to be... Uh, from what I've seen, Chris, I mean, you're going to guide us through this, but, um, I mean, true. Yeah. Well, Stephen Seagal and UK politician George Galloway have been seen playing tug of war with a tiger-lion hybrid at a zoo in Dubai. The pair even posed for some peculiar snaps. Wow. I mean, there's so much here that the fact that I've never even heard of such a being as a tiger-lion hybrid isn't even one of the more eye-popping aspects of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Seagal Galloway hybrid is is enough for this story. <laughs> yeah, although I, I, I mean, yeah, the two of them share some um, offbeat political views. I think that is probably not too controversial to say. I, I think we'll, yeah, we'll we'll definitely go there in this piece. Um, just to comment though, um, Stephen Seagal, he he looked better, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, so there's a picture of the pair of them here. I mean, Steven Seagal, he's kind of, there's a, a bit of comic book guy from The Simpsons in him there, isn't there? Yeah, and his hair is, it's like boot polished black. It really, yeah, there's <laughs> there's no even pretense of it being natural. No, it's it, it doesn't look real. It looks like it's been painted on and he's he's got the kind of beard and moustache of somebody who might be appearing um, uh, in Aladdin at a, at a pantomime near you. Um, behind him, George Galloway is clad in the, the white shirt, white suit combo, um, a pair of Blues Brothers style sunglasses and, of course, uh, a hat because that's his thing, isn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he he looks vaguely normal, but even if he was dressed, you know, as a cat, as he famously did on Celebrity Big Brother, he would still probably look a little bit more the straight man to Seagal's comic turn. Yeah, he really does not. I mean, he doesn't look real, does he? He doesn't look real. Really does not. (laughs) Right. Hollywood actor and Russian citizen Steven Seagal and UK politician George Galloway have been seen playing tug-of-war with a Liger at a zoo in Dubai. Photos of the pair have emerged online that show the duo wrestling over a rope through the bars of a cage with a tiger-lion hybrid in Dubai. The video was filmed after the pair were treated to a tour of the famed park private zoo. It's very strange. So it's an interesting way to pitch a tour, isn't it? As well, like you know, can I have a look round? Here's the uh, here's the deer enclosure. Here's some snakes. Um, you know, the crocodiles are over there. Now, just as a final thing, do you fancy having a tug of war with this lion tiger hybrid? Well, I was hoping to play volleyball with the chimpanzees, but this would come a close second. Goodness gracious. In the video clip, both Stephen and George can be seen getting pulled in a rough manner towards the animal pen, but they gave up and the animal won the tug of war when Stephen let go of the rope. I mean, we, we should sure. say, the, the animal, I'm pretty certain, is not aware that it won the tug of war. I'm pretty certain that the, that the like isn't isn't aware of the uh, of the game of, of, of tug of war and that there's a competitive element. I think it just wondered what these two incredibly strange looking creatures were doing, trying to yank a rope away from it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Galloway had words with the Liger afterwards, probably called it, you know, a pop in jail or something. I would imagine that Galloway had a word in, in its ear, informed it that it had been most unwise in its decision and it would be receiving a letter from its solicitors. The Liger is a hybrid offspring of a male lion and a tigress, or female tiger. The Liger has parents in the same genus, but of a different species. Not a word you get in the mirror very often. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as though it's been it has been copied and pasted from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, the duo were then handed a sign that said, We lost. <laughs> After their take a war game with the Liger, with them posting, posing for a peculiar photo together. But that wasn't the only strange tra- snap from their outing, because Stephen and George posed for several more together. Of course they did. And you can see there's one where they're just holding, the two of them are holding a massive snake, um, along with someone, I believe, from the, uh, from the zoo. Yes. Um, but but Seagal's having a bit of a sit down. Yeah, Seagal's showing his age, so he's he's sat in the middle. He's not really doing a great deal of holding of the snake. He's he's sort of he's got a hand on it, but it's very much Galloway and the uh, the zookeeper who are who are doing the, yeah. the holding in this scenario. They're doing the hard yards. One photo saw Stephen feeding a bear while holding a sloth, and another saw a giant snake stretching across both Stephen and George. The bear has got contacted Peter for comment. Is it Peter or Peter? Think, it's Peter, isn't it? I think it's Peter. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it just says, you know, apropos of nothing, I guess in a way, the mirror has contacted Peter for comment because, I mean, I don't know. I suppose I was thinking there's no suggestion here of mistreatment of these animals, but do we know that this creature wished to play tug of war? I don't think so. We can't really tell if this snake is content in this picture. Although I suppose if you look at its face, Chris, it's looking slightly forlorn. It's looking to the ground to think, what am I, uh, what am I doing being toyed with by these two um, 
slightly eccentric, shall we say, gentleman. Yeah, I think the, the snake's just wanting to speak to his agent and saying, "Look, <laughs> come on, guys, get me, get me some better, get me some better co-stars here." But yeah, it's very odd to suddenly throw that uh, throw that in <laughs> the Petter comment. Um, yeah, I mean, now it kind of goes into uh, perhaps more predictable territory. Um, both Stephen and George have something in common. They admire Vladimir Putin. Yes, they do. George has previously been dubbed Putin's court clown, while Stephen has publicly shared gushing posts. Last October, Stephen addressed his 480,000 Instagram followers when he wished Vladimir Putin a happy birthday. Taking to his page, he recorded a video where he said, Today is President Putin's birthday. I just think that we are now living in very, very trying times. He is one of the greatest world leaders and one of the greatest presidents in the world. Hmm. Now, we don't tend to get political on this podcast, Chris. You know, we try to play things with a pretty straight bat. I would say I would disagree with some of the things he said there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, far be it from me to, you know, put myself on the opposite side of someone who's, you know, come up with great works like Under Siege and Under Siege 2. Yeah. But yeah, no, Seagal, you're wrong. I mean, I would I would agree with him that we're living in very, very trying times. But I would say one of the greatest protagonists in causing these times to be quite trying is Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd agree. He's not just on the sidelines here, is he, I would say, in, in terms of the, the present geopolitical global turmoil. I would say that Putin is a is a pretty big, uh, pretty big actor, ironically, unlike Segal himself these days. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a shrinking violet, is he, no. Vlad? No. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's that's the uh, you know, that's the main essence of the story. I mean, there's some great pictures. I recommend you look it up, this story, um, you know, if you want a bit of a smile. Um, but yeah, goodness knows, um, you know, <laughs> why on earth that actually happened. It's incredible, isn't it? If you look at the pictures as well, that they're attributed to Fame Park. So when the mirror said that these pictures have emerged, they've clearly been put out by this zoo themselves as a PR effort. And quite why, when they decided that they wanted to try and get more attention and attract footfall to their visitor attraction, the two names that they hit upon were uh, Stephen Skull and George Galloway. It's, yeah. Uh, yes, it's it, it's... Very much a kind of late era Channel Five celebrity Big Brother booking, isn't it? But um, yeah, bonkers. Anyway, from the uh, I mean, ridiculous to the perhaps equally ridiculous. <laughs> um, I understand you've got a story for us from the mail. Yes, um, I'm looking inside the the mail online, and uh, well. Just feast upon this this headline. Vanilla Ice reveals he hung out with drug lord Pablo Escobar many, many times as they bonded over love of boats and cars, but had no idea he was the ruthless cartel leader because he didn't have Google. <laughs> the number of times I've hung out with ruthless cartel leaders. <laughs> yeah. And I've just, you know, I've almost I've almost, you know, extended you know, spent another gone back to theirs for another for another beer, and <laughs> I, I just checked Google, and luckily, yeah, luckily I the first no. thing that came up was was their their international narcotics ring. Wow, and is some interesting kind of single quote mark work going on in that headline? Um, 
I mean, is it is it sort of disputed that he's a drug lord? Yeah, this is it. Drug lord or is, was? Yeah, yeah, drug lords in um in 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 speech marks, and which ordinarily would tend to suggest that the lawyers had had a go uh, at this uh, at this story um, because it's potentially defamatory. But um, well, I don't I don't think Pablo Escobar is uh, is with us anymore, is he? I, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I think it might. It might be revealed. I don't think so. Uh, and, and either way, I'm not sure how contentious it would be to describe him as a drug lord. I mean, I don't want to get into any any trouble here, Chris. I don't want to get a, a, a letter from Carter Rook on my uh, on my doorstep in in the morning. But I think that's pretty fair game to say. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be like sort of saying crisp promoter Gary Lineker. Well, let's have a look. Let's let's Google, which sadly um, Vanilla Ice couldn't do, Pablo Escobar, and see how he is described. Ah, right. Wikipedia, who tend to be pretty pretty safe hands about these kind of things, um, begin. Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria was a Colombian, so he's no longer with us, so he's fair game. Was a Colombian drug lord, narco terrorist, and politician. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't think wow. you need to put drug lord in um in, in speech marks. I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah. Get off the fence. Um, right, so let's let's crack on. It begins. Vanilla Ice has revealed that he hung out with Pablo Escobar many, many times as they bonded over their love of boats and cars. In an animated wow. <laughs> in an animated conversation with Vlad TV. I don't know if this is a TV station um, run by the aforementioned Vladimir Putin. It feels like the one that, you know, you go past, what do you go past? You go past like movies, you go past music, uh, you go past sort of regional variations of channels and plus one. And then you get to some, you know, like a no man's land of, of weird and wonderful channels. And I imagine several several hundred channels past that you get vlad tv well it goes on that the texas born 90s rap star who is now a successful real estate investor and developer said that they struck up an unlikely friendship pablo was Mm. a great person in person this sounds ridiculous he fondly recalled first of all yes it does it does it does doesn't it because he he was a narco-terrorist um (laughs) First of all, I had no Google. You don't go up to people and go, what do you do for a living? I have no idea. I mean, just to say, Ice, there was still Ash Jeeves at this point, surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could have You could have asked. You could have gone on Lycos. <laughs> yeah, Jeeves would have said, uh, sir, could I just politely suggest that you keep your distance? Ice, real name Robert Van Winkle, revealed that the Colombian drug lord and the cocaine cowboys used to come over to his house on Star Island off Miami Beach, presumably during the height of his hip-hop fame. I mean, presumably. (laughs) (laughs) They did it while, you know, (laughs) when he was actually well-known. Yeah, I mean, the height of his hip-hop fame, I do feel, was a period of about four months in around 1990. Um, Yeah. His his, his star shone... Brightly but briefly, did Robert but Van Winkles. It's, it's good that he found, he still, you know, he still found time to stop, collaborate and listen with a, <laughs> a celebrated criminal. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, also, it says here that Colombian drug lords was joined by the cocaine cowboys. I mean, for me, um, Chris, if a friend if a friend came round and said, oh, you don't mind if I bring the cocaine cowboys with me? I think <laughs> a, alarm bells would ring as to who these chaps were. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't just say, oh, yeah, they can, you know, they can park their steers over here. <laughs> he said they would land helicopters constantly on the island where he kept food in the refrigerators, especially for them, and had his maids clean up after them. I mean, it almost seems, not that I'm in any way suggesting this, that Vanilla Ice a, may be not particularly bright. <laughs> yeah, entirely possible. Also, where did Vanilla Ice get the money from for this island and these, these maids? I mean, he had one major hit which was largely based on somebody else's riff, who presumably took quite a large bulk of the uh, of the income. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it is it is staggering. But yeah, he yeah he did make a pretty penny. They would take me in helicopters to these great events and race boats, and look at all the cool stuff they were making. He said. Class A drugs. Yeah, I mean that is that is predominantly the kind of stuff they were they were making. <laughs> I don't know if he, he thought he just walked into the world's biggest sherbet dip dab factory. Wow, he's really exp- he's expanded into caster sugar. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we did. We would go out and race boats. We were always on boats, so there's always a bunch of bikinis floating around. A bunch of bikinis floating around. Wow. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming he doesn't mean that literally, and that is just a massively misogynist way of referring to women. I, I, I assume it is, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Ice, 56, said he once bragged that his fortified Porsche was faster than Escobar's prized Ferrari Testarossa, so soon afterwards they lined the cars up next to each other to settle it. I smoked him, he recollected. Probably not the best uh, best phrase to use. No, no, not when you're referring to a narco-terrorist, Ice. And then it goes on. Ice hosted a reality television show, The Vanilla Ice Project, between 2010 and 2019, which saw him renovating properties. I have no recollection of this, do you? No, no, it's bizarre, isn't it? No. Was, was Vanilla Ice the sort of uh, USD on Dublin? <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then it uh, this, this is almost as weird as uh, as the fact that um, he was hanging around with uh, international drug lords. Um, he also made a seven part podcast, the disappearance of Shergar the Superhorse, for the BBC about the nineteen eighty one Derby winner. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean. Guess if you were the BBC and you wanted somebody to front a podcast series about the disappearance of Shergar, I, I mean, you'd go Seagal, Galloway, and then eventually kind of land on on ice. I guess Van Winkle. Yeah, Van Winkle would be very much your third choice. The other two were busy a bit playing tug of war in Dubai, and then it goes on and just gives a bit more information really about the the the, the different lives of the the two men. It says of ice, he became incredibly famous but it was hard to shake off his image for something of a novelty figure in music. <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse to accept that. Yeah, there was never a Vanilla Ice reappraisal, was there? 
what I love about this story as well is, you know, the tradition of the Daily Mail for having, you know, particularly online for having lots and lots of pictures. You have this great kind of juxtaposition of pictures of Vanilla Ice now in his, you know, 50s in full colour with the, the kind of classic black and white snaps of Escobar. Yeah, Just, that's it. Yeah, it's it's very hard to imagine those two worlds colliding. That's it. And then so you've got the kind of 1970s police photo image of, of Escobar. Um, and then underneath it, Chris, you've got a picture of some hippos. <laughs> you see this? Yeah. Uh, this is catching hippos floating the lagoon at Hacienda Napolis Park, once the private estate of drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, who imported three female hippos and one male decades ago in Puerto Triunfo, Colombia. Uh, so there you go. You know what he wanted for, Matt? Oh, my God. He wanted to play real-life Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yes, exactly. We wanted to play real life Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh my God, I tell you who would love a game of real life Hungry Hungry Hippos. I would say probably George Galloway. Yeah, and Steven Seagal. Exactly. So you basically would have the foursome there. You'd have Escobar, Seagal, Galloway, and um, Van Winkle. That is quite a super group, isn't it? Um, and there's a few comments underneath. Um, Cadley in Stoke-on-Trent, said, yeah, of course he did. And I had at least four meetups a month with Ronald Reagan. Um, whereas Speech Supine in Hamilton, New Zealand, said no one had the internet in the early 90s. Um, and Jetson in Sheffield said photos or it didn't happen. There's a lot of people, there were a lot of people querying um, whether this story is, is true or not, Chris. People are saying that the timeline doesn't, doesn't add up. Um, somebody called Big Tony T says that Vanilla Ice didn't get popular until 1990 and Escobar was indicted in Florida in 1988. I would wager Escobar never visited the US after the period Ice hit the Billboard charts. So, um, wow. I mean, maybe, I, yeah. We maybe have to we go should back do a, a 15 part podcast deep dive series ourselves. Did, did Vanilla Ice really meet uh, Pablo Escobar? I mean, there's a lot of mileage, arguably more mileage than, you know, fairly <laughs> contained. Yeah, I mean, we've managed to get getting on for seven years after this. So come on, <laughs> bring it on. Finally, Chris, before we say our goodbyes for Christmas, um, I believe you are also in the pages of the, the Mail Online and you are talking about one of these people I think we've mentioned before but can never remember who they are. Demi Lovato. Yes, and this is headlined, Demi Lovato kisses fiancé Jutes and shows off incredible diamond ring as she shares loved-up snaps from their engagement. Four candles forever. Four candles? <laughs> yes, Matt, four candles. Is there anything you want to say about that? So, so, so candles for forks? Is that what this is about? I mean, I can only believe that that both Lovato and Jutes are massive to Ronnie's fans. I mean, I can't remember who Demi Lovato is. Um, Jutes, I'm pretty certain that Jutes has never come up in this podcast before. No, I mean, I know, I, well, I, I would say I know Demi Lovato is a singer, does some acting as well. Um, you know, I think she, she's, she's pretty, pretty established, but I don't know about Jutes. 
I hope we find out. I hope we yeah. out a little bit more about their love for the two Ronnies. Well, get your eggnog handy because Demi Lovato took to Instagram on Monday to share some more sweet snaps from her engagement to Jutes. Mm-mm, I'm taking a drink. The singer, 31, posted a carousel of photos to mark the special occasion after she accepted the Canadian 32-year-old's proposal in LA on Saturday. Four candles forever, she captioned the post, adding an engagement ring emoji to reflect her massive sparkler. Uh, the couple were pictured sharing a kiss as they celebrated their newly engaged status at Craig's in West Hollywood with their nearest and dearest. Jutes left a sweet comment underneath the post, writing, So happy I found you again. I love you, baby. Along with black heart emojis. Oh, where did he lose her? <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. It was like a trip, trip to Marks and Spencer's. Yeah, got parted in Superdrug. The first photo showed the couple sitting side by side as they smiled at the camera in, all ma- in matching all black outfits. Demi looked stylish in a leather coat, while Jutes rocked a black button-up, a leather jacket, and a baseball hat. Good to dress up for these things. Baseball hat? Baseball hat. Yeah, that's what they call um, it, Chris. It's baseball hat. Uh, only only old, old, old timers like you say baseball cap. All the young people say baseball hat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still wearing a bum bag. <laughs> I call it a fanny pack. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the lovebirds were seen shakes in yet another romantic snap. Demi was seen cozying up to her husband to be in another photo. You almost get the feeling the journalist here has just been given lots of photos and not yeah. much in the way of extra material. No, I want to know more about the uh, the handles for forks. Yeah. There was also a photo that showed them surrounded by their close ones as they celebrated the occasion. Uh, don't get any details of the close ones, but, nope. but they are close. No, nope. they're, they're, they're very close in proximity. We don't know about the relationship. While at the restaurant, the pair received a stunning cake featuring a photo of them kissing. The songstress proudly showed off her diamond ring in yet another shot, which saw her hand placed on Jutes' shirtless back as they lounged in bed. Hmm. Her ring contrasted the dark tattoo on her hand, which reads, Love will live forever in the infinite universe. Yep, and... Um... You can you can see a picture of this tattoo on her hand, can't you? And it, let's be honest, it looks like she scrawled it on the biro. Yeah, God, <laughs> you would not pay. Well, you would not want to admit to have paid for that. No, it doesn't look very good, does it? No, it look. I mean, I, you know, in 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 my stand up career, Chris, I I've known if I'm doing a a new material night to have a bit of scrawl on the back of my hand to remind me of my <laughs> material. I have never had such a successful gig that I've then gone into a tattooist afterwards and go, I want this on forever. But that looks uh, yeah. really much uh, what's happened here. I mean, arguably, most things will live forever in the infinite universe. Well, that is the thing about infinity. Yeah. Um, what else have we got to say about this one? One more adorable photo showed the pair's dog wearing a onesie that read, my humans are getting married. Blech. Yeah. Um I don't think there's much more to this, really. Uh, but let's just let's just read on a sec. Uh, da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Let's have a look to the comments then. Yeah, have we found out who Jutes is yet? No, I haven't. Um, let me let's look up who Jutes is. Oh, Jutes, musical artist. Oh, now hang on. I came out first. First hit for the Jutes is for the uh, you know ancient Germanic tribes. Yep. Um, but it's Jordan Jutes Lutz. 
um yeah that's uh that's who he is and yep. uh he does some he does some music too so good oh, on well, them both fair pl- fair play to him for doing some music yeah well, well yeah well i mean that's uh that's pretty much the end of that one just well, in terms of comments i, I have a look um, at the comments chris and you've got to go three four five six seven just eight comments down for Leanne from East Grinstead, who is the very first person to say four candles. And finally, a, a Pen Slinky Bob in Lincoln in the United Kingdom. What a wonderful name Pen Slinky Bob is. Said, didn't realize she was a two Ronnies fan. So it's not us, Chris. Uh, not just us. Oh, could have made that connection. Speaking our language, Pen Slinky Bob. Yep. Well, with that, Chris, um, I think it's time. Uh, for us to bid a uh, a merry Christmas uh, and a and a happy New Year to to uh, the listeners. Um, but before we do that, if uh, well, let's say the listeners get some new kind of uh, internet compatible device um, under the Christmas tree, what should be the very first thing that they do with it? Well, the first thing that they should do is go to at barely um, underscore pod to uh, catch us on uh, X, formerly Twitter. Um, or if they're on um, Facebook, they could go to Barely Contained, the podcast, um, and get all kinds of uh, great material, including a full uh, back catalogue and some uh, some bonus content as well. Yep, absolutely. You can do that. You might also want to go to your podcatcher of choice, be that Spotify or Apple or Amazon or Google, however you're listening to this, um, please do subscribe. Uh, we've got a new episode every month, um, in, in, as well as this wonderful special Christmas bonus. Um, and leave us a review, uh, five stars, please. Uh, it really does help get us into people's ears. Uh, with that, we'll be back on uh, the 1st of January, the first of our 2024 Barely Contains. Um, just leaves us to say, well, a Merry Christmas to you and yours, Chris Beckett. Yeah, thank you, Matt, and a Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. And to every one of you listeners, thank you so much for uh, bearing with us for another year in 2023, and we'll be back with you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Four candles. (laughs) Four candles. Four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are, four candles. No, four candles. Candles for forks. (laughs)